Yo, 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 Sean, you're tuned in to the Find Your Hustle podcast where other top hustlers teach you how they hustle their way to the top through free game. Taking these legal chances so we could do these side of baby money dances, Sean. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to a new episode of Find Your Hustle with myself, Mark McCourty. And my co-host, Sim Dahir. How are you doing, Sim? I'm doing great, Mark. Um, <laughs> well, I've had a busy week. Uh, you know, you know, the brand deals are coming in, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, doing a lot of emails here and here, you know, negotiating. As, what's, as what's, work, what's work saying? Well, Mark, you know, um, you know how the legal field gets, you know, it's very, uh, gets very technical, you know, very, uh, various accreditations in the mental <laughs> health space so yeah. so what have you been up to mark man sim i can't lie to you i have been out there putting a shift i'm sure the people saw the post that we put up today i've been working i've been contacting all producers getting these brand deals lined up I've been getting find your hustle blogs getting written up. I've been doing too much, man. I've been doing the most recently. All right. So are, are you ready to switch back? Switch back to what? <laughs> <laughs> hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the find your hustle podcast. Sim and I just switch roles. As you can see, clearly, I don't know what he does on a day today. <laughs> I swear. And um, I'm not quite sure he knows what I do, but he he, he was pretty spot on. <laughs> oh, it was oh, a lucky guess. Did, did he say various negotiations and various accreditations? Various. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't kill me, man. That's just that's just very. You know, you know what I mean. Various legal battles, you know, hard fought and won. Various litigations <laughs> and. Uh, you know, various readings, books, speak case law, and speaking speaking of, um, we have started to work back from our office now. So I finally started to put the suit back on and get out there, and I miss it. You miss the suit. Miss we the suit. we miss the suit. The suit was a good look. I miss the suit. I miss I miss like going somewhere to work. You know. Yeah. It's like it's a, it's a it's such an important part for me. Like I struggle to be at my best productivity when i'm sat at home all day and i'm like my in my ment in my mental it's like my bedroom and my house is like my chill area it's where i wind down and then pandemic hit and then i gotta treat my wind down area as my productivity area my, my head was like not it, it just it wasn't optimum you know and i feel like now that i'm back in the office I can get back in the game properly Start yeah. doing things again. I think I think I think I think you'll smash it now. To be honest, hopefully, hopefully, man. Yeah, smash smash the workout because you know I know I know during this quarantine, um, you know your twenty minute tasks have been taking fifty minutes hour easily, man. When when you're in when you know when you're where, when you're in the workspace and your mind is prepared to work, you just shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like right. it's it's hard to draw like mental boundaries when you're in one space. Like 
when when is relaxation time when when do i spend time working on my business when do i spend time working on my my regular work when do i spend time trying to work on things i'm interested about when do i spend time doing it's hard to draw those mental boundaries when you have to leave get up and go somewhere and then you come back and then you say okay the first two hours when i come back home i'm gonna cook and then after that i'm gonna spend another two hours doing something it's a little bit easier to just run your life a little bit i think but yeah glad to be back I'll, i'll be honest with you i'll be honest with you my hack for staying productive while you know doing this whole work from home thing was i regularly changed my office <laughs> really right so this couch is my office for this week or these three days dining table my couch for these three days <laughs> that piece of the floor is my office for the next few days and i just let everybody know this is where i'll be working this is my office don't come in if you're going to come in knock on the door and just that little bit of moving around just helped me uh, stay focused that's good man i i don't i don't have that luxury over here i i rent in london you know it's not it's not as simple yeah, that's true that's true i i i either work in my room or my bathroom <laughs> <laughs> under the stairs Yes, but in the bed under the stairs are too packed. I can't fit in it now. <laughs> what? Whole family living there. I'm saying, man, they rented that out too. Four hundred pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, but today we have a very, very, very special episode for you guys. One that you have been requesting. One that you have been wanting. One that you have been messaging us for. We have a Q and A. Finally. I'm 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 too excited, but every time I, I we get we get a new episode, I take I tell you I'm too excited for this episode. But I'm too excited for this episode again. It's a good one. Q and A's are I think um, some of the best ways to directly help people who have obviously cues. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I, I think we will think, try our best to yeah, provide some A's. Of course, of course, we're not, we're not we're not geniuses of every field. We are just two guys who try to do their best with what they're given and hopefully we can share some of that with you brilliant brilliantly said so brilliant so shall we go in for the first question then let's get it let's get it okay my question is if i don't become a footballer or things don't go my way what are my other options in the football industry say if i wanted to get into a career football or just like a department football what are my other options all right, you want to take a swing at that first, Sim, and then I'll take a swing at that? Okay. Um, all right, so I'll tell you what I'll start with. Um, I've been watching um, All or Nothing Tottenham Hotspur, the Amazon Prime show that's been uh, here in the TVs recently. Um, and something that stands out to me was Tottenham Hotspur said that they have 600 employees. Yeah? Um, 11 of those are the starting 11, presumably 24 of them are the rest of the team, leaving another 576 players, if my math is correct. That's a lot of employees that an organization has. Um, Bearing in mind that that's just one football club in the country, in the Premier League, 20 more, 19 more of those. There's a whole bunch more divisions and not to mention there is satellite organizations around every single one of those clubs. So any kind of 
um, external marketing, any kind of kit arrangements, any kind of refereeing, any kind of coaching, anything like that are probably other satellite organizations dealt that are dealt with, dealt with them. Then you have the agents of the footballers, you have the training staff, you have so many different people who are in and around a football organization of the caliber of a team like Tottenham Hotspur that you can get to a number of like 2000 people who are directly connected to the actual football team. Now, again, when I say there's 19 more clubs and a whole bunch more in other divisions, you start to realize how many different roles there are in the industry. Mm. Um, and what I would say to someone who wants to get into the industry is football is a very, very, very who you know kind of system. Um, what I would say to you is start off small, go to your local club, do what you're good at with them, make connections and develop yourself from there. Um, obviously, if you want to go down the football path as well, that'll probably help you. Um, but if you want to get close to the sport, I would 100% say start by getting involved with the local teams that you have, making the connections that you need and then trying to find other organizations that are bigger. Yeah. So uh, I'll weigh in on a few points that you made there. So, so you mentioned, um, you know, different types of uh, roles in the club. Um, so as you know, I'm a city fan. So I, I follow the, we are city and, you know, the man city TV. Mm -hmm. And what I also see uh, every training session, there are at least 10 photographers. So there's also videographers um, that record the training session. So if, you know, if you have a hobby in photography, that's something you can go into as well. Mm -hmm. um, but um, my question, I hate to pose a question to an inquirer, but my question would be, how close to the players do you want to work with? How close? How close to the actual players do you want to work with? Um, because if you... There are certain routes that will get you working with the players. So uh, physiology... Uh, sports physiology um you can get into uh, a uni course for physiology if you do pea level biology chemistry even applied science can take you there mm -hmm. and then that will have you working with the players dealing with injuries maybe even being a part of the training staff and then there's also sports psychology mm -hmm. um and as you know you in some cases, you won't need psychology at uh, A-level to get into a psychology degree. Um, but that can take you on to doing sports psychology with players. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's even before we get into the media aspect of it. The media, yeah. the huge aspect of it. With its so own. so I, I saw something on a job board the other day. Mm -hmm. um, so but before, before, before I spin off again, I saw something in a job board the other day. It was actually a local club. So exactly what you suggested. Um, a local club wanted someone for marketing and PR. They wanted an apprentice. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and this local club, they had, um, I mean, their, their, their online following was uh, 20, 20 followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So if you become that person to raise the online following from 20 to 500, mm -hmm. um, you, 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 you got that. Yeah. You got that. Yeah. Bad. No one's ever going to be able to take that away from you. And you're going to be able to walk into any other small organization and say, listen, this is what I'm capable of. This is what, because on the job descriptions, mm -hmm. if you ever apply for a job, it will say proven 
experience in this, this, and this, but then you can then go to say, okay, I moved, uh, you know, ABC FC from 20 followers to 500 followers. And then quint, you know, coincidentally, when this happened, our kit sales went up, mm. you know, the fans started turning up to the, because they, you know what I mean? So mm. those are small things, but then there's also other routes around the football club. So we also meant, we also, we already mentioned the social media. There's marketing and PR kit cleaning there's <laughs> there's there's so much in there sim but i have i have one more anecdote um and it was uh, my one of my previous mentors her son um is employed by wolves uh, football club mm-hmm. and he is currently if not the coach the assistant coach for the under 15s mm. and he got there by doing his um fa levels so if you know if you're interested in football, you might know the FA levels anyway. But the FA levels, they're one, two, and three. And uh once you get them, you'd be a qualified uh coach. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you remember Sim, but um they even offered FA level one uh fr- as a free course. Um what do they call it? Enrichment? Mm-hmm. Uh alongside A levels in sixth form. I don't know if you you didn't do an enrichment, did you? I didn't know. No, no. Well they offered that to me, but I just it, it wasn't along my plans, but I know the FA level one is cheapish and, and the level two as well. So you can self fund those. Mm-hmm. And if you get in with a local club, you can actually do the course there. And then it doesn't just stop there. After the FA levels one, two, and three, you go all the way up to UEFA levels. So if you want to work directly with the players, you can start sort of building your career from the FA level one course. And that was my alternative route of the day. Alternative route of the day, Mr. Apprenticeship. Mr. FYH, man. What did I say I was going to call you last time? Mr. Alternative Roots. Mr. <laughs> Mr. AR. An <laughs> alternative route is, is, is a hustle, man. You got to find it. Mr. AR with the AR. Mr. AR with the AR, man. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, yeah, I think, I think you've wrapped it up quite nicely. Uh, I, uh, me, me, personally, I would go down the marketing route. Um, I think marketing is one of the easiest ways to get into a company like that and quickly show off your talents. If you're good at marketing, that's the thing though. It's like, um, at the end of the day, it's whatever you know you can provide. Like if you're good at social media, do the social media thing. If you're good at marketing, do the marketing thing. If you're good at dealing with people and, and players and staff and things like that, then do the FA route. It's find what you're good at. There's, there's the, the, the industry is so big that there's room for you, no matter which, no matter what you're good at, just find what you're good at and double down on that. Yeah. Also, um, I hate to give half information, but, um, I was listening to the radio, uh, maybe last month and there was a scheme to get young people into commentary. Really? I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. So to be, you could actually be Martin Tyler and, and <laughs> on FIFA if you get really good. There is a, there is a scheme out there and, I will find it and I will, I will message you personally. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, th- there is actually a scheme out there to get young people into doing um, commentary for football. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe you get on. Maybe you get on Sky Sports, BT Sport one day. Yeah, wonderful. So, are you ready for the next question, Sim? Let's have it. For the degrees at university that just require you to get good grades. 
are there any specific subjects that would be preferred by universities to have? And what is the change from A-level studies to uni studies like? All right, you want to take a hit at that? Yeah, so there's actually quite a few subjects at university that actually don't need <laughs> any base knowledge. Law being one of them. Uh, yeah. Sim, you know the all too well, don't you? Yeah, you don't need any A levels to do law. Um, as in, well, you, you don't need you don't need law A levels. You need A levels. <laughs> let, let me not say that. You don't need any particular particular A levels to do law. Um, you you can obviously universities, uh, especially the top tier universities, don't want you to have done general studies and a BTEC to do law. Maybe you can try, but you might struggle. Um, they have something called facilitating subjects. Um, but yeah, you, with law in particular, you don't necessarily need any particular subjects in law. And I think they actually disapprove of law. Not disapprove, but prefer you not to have it, even though I had it. Yeah, and it goes the same for psychology. Um, I know psychology is one subject that you don't necessarily need A-level psychology to get into. Um, but I think what Sim's going to recommend next is a language oh man oh if you man. have a if you speak a second language you essentially cheat the system because universities in some cases just want a certain level of ucas points for their entry requirements mm. now if you're studying four a levels anyway but you're fluent in spanish you can take spanish at another center and you know, go get an A star in Spanish speaking and writing and <laughs> reading. Uh, you get an A star, and then you bump up your A level um, UCAS total. Listen, people, there's these things called facilitating subjects. It's the subjects that universities find most valuable. It's your sciences, it's your math, it's your English, it's your history, it's your geography, and it's your languages. They're treated as having the same value. Unless obviously subject universities want specific subjects. If universities don't want any subjects in particular, languages carry a significant amount of weight for some reason. So if you speak, I don't know, Mirpuri, if you speak Belgian, if you speak Portuguese, if you speak any damn language, either Urdu is a common one. Urdu, if you speak Somali, if you speak any language you can speak i don't even know if it's a language but antarctican i don't care if you speak any language go cash in on it go cash in on that it's an a level with high value that even if you're you even if your college or sixth form or wherever you're studying doesn't doesn't have it as an option go to a test center and request the examination there's an exam board out there aqa edxl ocr or whatever one of the big ones are right now who will offer an examination for that language and it will give you a really good springboard into a university, especially if you get an A or A star in it. It's it just it makes your life so much easier. I would hi I highly recommend it even now to everyone I know who's starting colleges. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, the, I think I think I think the one final thing that I do really want to say is make sure, make hundred percent sure that you check with the university that you want to go to. Without doubt, it's I think it's the silliest thing that you can do not checking with the university some universities have, have particular requirements for example um some of the better universities for law want you to do an lnat it's a, like an aptitude test you're gonna need to do that if you're not aware of it find out what it is um 
other universities, for example, if you're doing biochem, obviously we'll want bio and chemistry, but we'll also want something else. For example, history might want you to do a history A-level. Make sure you know what your university in particular wants from you as a student going into that subject. And definitely don't do general studies. I, to me, I haven't even heard of general studies. You know, it's awful. Know. They used to offer it as sixth form and like so many people used to do it. And I used to like, I, never, I mean, um, and critical thinking, that was the other one. They, and like, they used to trick people into it. And it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it teaches you how to like think and that. And you like, when you actually approach the unis and unis are like, yeah, we don't even count that. Oh, wow. In terms of the jump between college and university, uh, what I would say is, it's 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 not a crazy jump, but it is obviously a jump. Um, I personally found the jump from school to sixth form or college to be a lot more difficult, just because um, more likely more because where I, what school I was coming from to what college I was going to, but also because of the intensity of the subjects that I was doing was just became completely insane. Now, like they started introducing me to calculus. I hadn't done math since I was in year ten. It was everything was crazy. Uh, the jump from college to uni is probably more difficult because not more difficult sorry the, the jump from college to uni has its difficulties because of the fact that you're given so much more freedom you're going in as an adult and you have a lot more control over the decisions you make not, no one's going to be running to tell your parents no one's going to be doing that if you don't want to go to school you, they don't really stress you out that much um if you fall behind you fall behind quite badly um, if you stay on game, you stay on game. And obviously, university has its fun side. Try to enjoy it, but, you know, don't let things run away from you. Don't get lost in the sauce, man. You got a hair sauce, but you can't get lost in the sauce. Shout out Thank you, Gucci, man. Shout out Gucci, man. Is that, is, uh, that, is, is that even the quote? Did I get the quote right? Um, I'm not too sure. See, in his life, you got a hair sauce. Because without sauce, you lost. You lost. That's the one. <laughs> without you lost. sauce, you lost. Um, you can't get lost in the sauce. But there's there's one thing I can say. And I think this is the difficulty um, that people have uh, moving up a level. Mm -hmm. The more you move up um, on sort of the educational lad ladder, the less the variety of subjects will be so you went from you're, you went from studying loosely 13 subjects to four subjects more in depth and i think that's what catches people out and it's going to be the same thing for university again so you're going from studying three or four subjects to one subject really in depth so just make sure you're prepared to dive deeper into a singular subject and then i think you'd be okay definitely all right ready for the third and final question of the day let's hit it hello so my question is i work in education currently as a pastoral mentor uh, the end goal is to become a educational psychologist what would you recommend or what steps do you think i should take in order to get there i don't want to, to complete a master's and I have some avenues to go down at the moment, but I need more um, guidance on this. So what would you, what could you offer? All right. Sh should I take a swing of this first? You know? Yeah. 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 This isn't really my, my area of, I mean, it, it might be a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. So 
you know, um, so for an educational psychologist, um, doing a master's would help you get your foot in the door, but there are roots around it. Mr. AR, Mr. Find Your Hustle will tell you. Um, so the first thing you need to become an educational psychologist, you need to be in a position to, you need to be working with kids and you need a certain amount of years. I think it's two or three years and they need to be paid work, not volunteer. So you being a pastoral mentor in a school, um, I believe you're, you're already on the right track. And then after these two years, um, you can then apply for, I believe it's a doctorate and it's a three-year doctorate. But there will be more information on the AEP website, um, and that is the Association of Educational Psychologists. Um, if it's anything like the other chartered institutes of, um, you know, learning association, if it's anything like those, um, once you sign up or get invited or, you know, make your way onto their mailing list somehow, they always uh, use direct email marketing and they, they might even have some internal routes that we don't know about into um, becoming an educational psychologist. Like, for instance, my uh, Chartered Management Institute, uh, which my degree sort of took, led me to, they're, they're, they're giving me ways into um, masters. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're, they're give, yeah, they're giving me ways into different routes I can take to do a master's in, 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 in management and things like that um, outside of university. So if, you, if you're on that mailing list, you may um, find alternative routes from them specifically, but you, you'd have to be a member. Yeah, yeah. Definitely make sure you get onto that mailing list. Um, and finally, um, what I would say, since you're already working um, with children, um, just practice as sort of a learning practitioner um, is to actively reflect on situations, your judgment call in the situations, and just build up a physical data bank. It doesn't need to be every situation, but um, just actively reflect on the situations you go through during work because nine times out of 10, um, applying for a structured doctorate course like that, they may ask you to do a piece of writing. They may ask you to do a test. Um, They may uh, propose scenarios to you that may be just so unfamiliar but if you have a bank of reflections already you you know you'll be able to tackle it effectively Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean uh educational psychology isn't necessarily uh my area of expertise um but what i would say is working with vulnerable people in my field um getting into that kind of work is a very structured route um there's quite little alternative routes of getting into mental health law. You have to be, you have to become a um, mental health practitioner. You have to get accredited and you have to then become a qualified solicitor. Um, I'm presuming it's quite a similarly structured path into getting into educational psychology because you're going to be dealing with vulnerable people. Um, from what I understand, the master's isn't necessarily a requirement. It's um, more likely necessary if you didn't do as well in your undergrad psychology degree. Um, if you did okay, if you got anything from a 2-1 or higher, 
then you probably can avoid doing the masters and go straight into the doctorate um but again there's more than likely going to be a very structured route into that and experience is going to be pivotal 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 into getting into the field that you want and into the work that you want because dealing with vulnerable people you have to have a good track record and no one wants to hire a nobody who hasn't been tested anywhere and be like yeah okay go on go deal with these vulnerable children yeah you're right there yeah, that's spot on that's that's spot on soon yeah. um but i think that's it for uh our questions today um if you don't feel like we've answered your question please hit us up and we will try again at <laughs> this time it may be in private though um <laughs> or if we can't uh, answer your question we will point you to someone who can or maybe a resource that you could do your own sort of independent research. Yeah, there's going to be a link at the bottom of our podcast description that allows you to send a message, to, a voice message to us via Anchor. Um, you can also feel free to DM us and I'm sure we can convince Mark to read out your DMs and answer the question. On With your consent. <laughs> With your consent, I'm sure we can get Mark to read out the question and give you an answer on our next Q and a, we're going to try to keep these coming every once in a while. Uh, obviously these are sometimes good for answering specific personal questions. Um, and again, if we get a number of questions surrounding a certain topic, then we could even do a whole episode on that topic and deal with a bunch of those questions or even invite a guest to give their expertise. Oh, that'd be a good one actually. Mm hmm. Because we don't know everything, Sim. Contrary to popular belief, that's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow! <laughs> Google, oh my dear, Google now. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I quite like that idea. If we if we get a certain amount of questions from a particular field of work, um, we get a practitioner in who's better suited to answer those questions, and yeah, certainly, certainly. I mean, obviously, um, me and Mark know what we know. Um, we try to continue our breadth of knowledge. Um, we're people who try to stay plugged into a lot of up-to-date information. So sometimes we can answer the questions, but majority of the times, if you have a really, really specific questions like the educational psychology question, if Mark didn't have the answer for you, I would have struggled. Um, so it might be also very helpful for us to bring on a guest when it's necessary to answer those direct questions. But guys... Thank you very much for tuning in today. I'm going to let Mark run through the socials. You know what I'm like. Okay, okay, okay. So, guys, you know where to find us on social media, uh, at findyourhustle.co.uk on Instagram, at fyhpodcast on Instagram, at fyhjobs on Twitter, at findyourhustleuk on Facebook, at findyourhustle.co.uk on LinkedIn, and at findyourhustle.co.uk on the world wide web. You heard it right there. Make sure you lock in on Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Google Podcast, Breakcar, Pocket Cast, Love it. <laughs> Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Make sure you lock into the RSS feed on the website. Also, if you cannot access any of those platforms, findyourhustle.co.uk. And there we have it. Sim. Can I get an ad lib, please? Oh, wow. 
about <laughs> live your passion find your hustle peace out people till next time you've been locked in to find your hustle with mark mccourty and sim here. catch you next week <laughs>